Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Lyra and Lily with Angela Joy. Um, today I want to talk about something that I experienced today and is still weighing heavy on my heart. Um, so I'll just kind of be going over, you know, my day and um, the events and then I will be going into... Um, you know, what is it that makes it so emotional? Why is it affecting me so much? Um, what have I done to kind of try to find a solution? What am I going to be doing? Um, and then I will either, either because I will be uploading this tomorrow, Saturday, March 12th. It's Friday, March 11th today. Um, and, uh, so, uh, so what happened is this morning, I woke up to very, very, very loud chainsaw noises. There's this, uh, greenery area, um, that they were planning on developing right near my house, just down the street. And, um, so all day, basically, I've been hearing, like, the sound of, uh, the chainsaw, and they basically cleared everything out but one tree, and, um, I've just been really, uh, kind of exhausted today. My sleeping schedule's been a little bit off. I've been learning so much lately that my brain has just been hyperactive, and I've learned a lot of new cool things and stuff like that, and a lot of getting back to who I really am and, you know, kind of seeing the ways I've been affected by things. Um, but yeah, so... Give me one moment. I'm just going to pause it for a quick second just to um, wash my hands. Yeah, sorry about that. I'm back. I just uh, I just got home and I like to wash my hands when I get home. But I just, um, this uh, has been impacting me quite emotionally. Um, so basically what it was is I, like I said, you know, I, uh, I'm pretty tired today. My sleep schedule's been off. La 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 la. A lot of other stuff. Um, but I just like it's one of those days I didn't even want to leave my house. <laughs> Normally it's like by the time I get energy, like uh, you know, it's getting later and then normally like I'll go down to the river and stuff. And I did go down to the river. But the way I talked myself out of leaving the house was like, I'll just go for a walk, no destination, you know, I'll just go for a walk around the block. And, um, so I was like, and then part of it was like, I'll check out, you know, um, uh, the trees they cut down and stuff. And so I was walking past it and I turned right and there's this, everything's demolished, like completely demolished, taken out, cut down. There's huge trees, tree parts, like, and there's this one tree left. And there's two baby raccoons, like, in the tree. And I'm not sure if their mom was there. Um, like, they were, like, you know, kind of midway down the tree. And as I've been, like, kind of thinking about it, last night I heard, like, a really, really, really loud bang. Like, and I didn't put two and two together of, like, oh, maybe that was to scare away the animals so that when they came and cut down the trees and stuff today, you know, there'd be none there. Now... I don't know if the baby raccoons were there and then the reason they left the trees because they were up there 
or if they came afterwards, but I just was really worried because I didn't see a mom, and there was two little babies, like, um, and so I, as I went down to the river and stuff, like, I was searching, you know, like, BC Wildlife and stuff, and, like, numbers I can call just, you know, just, just kind of check it out, and, you know, it was kind of frustrating for me, you know, uh, last year, someone I knew, um, who was a full-on animal lover, like, she loves raccoons, she, like, would, like, help them if they'd been, like, hit by cars and stuff, and, you know, I just kind of wish she was still here to, uh, help me kind of figure out what to do, and her memorial's down by the river, and so I went down there, and, um, yeah, I, uh, the problem was, is, like, if I were to call, like, the conservation officer or stuff like that, they're closed from my, what I understand, um, but there's a potential that, you know, they could be hurt, and, you know, that's not what I wanted, so, I, um, I have this local Facebook group that I'm a part of that's, like, against, like, the mask mandates and all that kind of stuff, and I was thinking that, you know, because it's all about, like, fighting oppression and, you know, stuff like that, that, like, maybe, like, someone from there could maybe know, uh, something to do. Like I, like I said, like, I'm not sure, like, their plans, like, are they, like, the tree's off in the far corner, but, um, like, I'm kind of, I'm gonna check on the baby raccoons tomorrow, I walked back past them again, and they're really, really high up in the tree, it's a pretty tall tree, and, um, there's two of them, like, they're, like, pretty decently tiny, you know, they're not, like, tiny, tiny, but they're, like, you know, like, small, like, on the way smaller side than an average raccoon, and there's two of them, and I just, like, it's very difficult for me because, you know, just literally looking at that one small area and thinking, like, seeing those baby raccoons and then thinking about all the other wildlife that was in there, even when I was walking past it, like, I just, like, I could almost, like, you know, kind of, like, feel like, you know, what it would be like to be an animal and to be running scared and, you know, literally, it's kind of like Avatar in a sense, like, if you want to bring it to more of a human perspective of, like, you know, like, the force being taken down around you or other movies that are similar to that from that perspective and it just breaks my heart, you know, because, like, I understand we need more housing, but, it just does so much damage, so much damage, and, you know, we as humans are one species on this planet, but there's so many other species, and, you know, maybe they don't think like humans, and maybe they don't have societies like humans, but they're still animals, you know, they're still alive, they still have a heart and soul, and, you know, we may not see, like, that we're disrupting them or whatever, because we can't, you know, come to the same place of, putting ourselves in their shoes, and, you know, we were taking away their homes, I mean, fuck, we're doing it to humans, too, but it's just heartbreaking, you know, and I wish there was more I could do, and, 
it's just a, it's, it's really affecting me right now, um, I definitely feel in more protective mode, like, I, I want to protect them, and I want them to have the best life, and so I'm hoping tonight, um, you know, that when it's dark out and there's no one around, that they come out of the tree, and, you know, they find somewhere safe for themselves, and, you know, be able to live somewhere else more peacefully, um, and to have that protection because one thing that I find we forget to think about is that, you know, these trees and these bushes and, you know, maybe it's a small area and people are taking advantage of it, doing drugs in that area and all this other stuff. But at the same time, there's animals that rely on that section of greenery for safety. You know, I love crows and I love birds and it's always been such a beautiful thing to like look out my patio and see all these beautiful birds landing in these trees, and it's just, I mean, I'm so glad that I'm going to be moving, like I said, I don't know when, um, but it's right now in the works of finding a place, and I just, you know, it's so difficult for me, because I just, I love animals so much, and I've spent so much of my life surrounded by people that are inhumane and cruel and you know I spent a lot of time not really feeling like I could connect to other human beings because the ones I was surrounded by were just didn't feel human you know and so I felt more at peace with the animals and you know spending time with them wild or domestic you know like it's I've always had to had a strong connection to them and it's you know like I tell people like they don't say words you know like it's just like when you sit next to someone and you sit there and you know you're interacting with them and maybe you don't even have to say a word you don't even have to speak to that person but you can kind of feel in your heart and your soul like kind of what they're going through um you could look at it in a scientific way of, you know, their body actions, their facial expressions, you know, the way they, you know, their tone of voices. And the thing is, that can be the same for animals, you know. Um, they may not speak English, and I think it's actually kind of appalling to expect um, animals to speak a human language. And not only that, like, it, there's so many different human languages, it would definitely not be fair for animals to be expected to speak um, to communicate with us, I, I truly believe that if you spend enough time with an animal, and instead of trying to force it to be a certain way, or force, you know, a certain agenda of what this animal is feeling, or whatnot, if you just be patient, um, they'll show you, you know, they'll show you with their body actions, and the way they move their body, and the sounds that they make, you know, and it's just all about, like, really taking into consideration like I used to have this like thing where I'd be uh I'd be walking along the sidewalk and I'd see like these little patches of weeds in the cracks you know the sidewalk and I'd think about like all the tiny little animals in there you know like you've got ants and all these different types of bugs and like you know then there's like fungi and like uh you know it's like to us, a blade of grass looks tiny, but to an ant, it's really huge, you know, and 
there's so many of these little worlds that, you know, even though us as humans um, live in our own world, we're simultaneously living among many, 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 many different um, little worlds and big worlds as well. Like, it, it all depends on the animal and... You know, each animal has their own routine and their own way to interact with their own species and, you know, their own habitat where they live and, you know, their perspective. Like, I can only imagine what an ant thinks of a human being, you know? (laughs) Um, And, uh, yeah, I just, I really, I really want to talk about that because it's really been weighing on my heart and... I think it's so important and you know especially with everything going on in the world right now uh with world war three like i'm not really sure if like i really can like call it that um it's just it's something that i don't really feel comfortable talking about because like i like i'm i'm not there you know i'm not experiencing it however what i do want to say on it is you know it's affecting people's lives, like, you could, I guess you could compare it to, like, the government versus, you know, the common folk, and, you know, then you could, like, then use that analogy versus, like, the animals versus us humans, you know, like, it's, it's always some, like, because, like, the decisions that these people in power or whatever the 1% are making are, just like destroying our homes like I was thinking about it earlier and I was like you know like we have destroyed so many animals homes but also at the same time our own species has destroyed some of our own homes you know for whatever their own agenda and I just like I always kind of thought like you know, like, I always had dreams of, like, a revolution of, like, just everyone, like, getting together and, like, really wanting a start, like, a fresh start, and, you know, I truly believe that the best way to have, you know, democracy, I'm not even, I don't even really like the word, I don't know much about it, but I definitely know, like, it's been so tainted, but, you know, like, I believe every single person on the whole entire planet deserves to have their needs heard and met like I personally believe if every single person like like I'm a common folk or whatever you want to call it too like if we all were like okay this is this is how I'm feeling right now this is this is what my life looks like you know this is the problems I face you know whether it's hunger or and not enough housing or the housing's too expensive or just all these things and if we all voiced our opinions that, you know, maybe instead of borders and, you know, walls between people, we could actually maybe, you know, connect with others and find others that are looking for the same thing, you know, and, like, I just, like, I think that that would be really important because, you know, like, for me, as much as I love Canada, in a sense of, like, this is where I was born and stuff like that, like, um, I really struggle with the cold, like, I have, um, some health stuff, but when it's the winter time, it's really tough for me, so, 
you know, if I can move somewhere that's better suited for my body and I can actually be healthier in that environment, that would be amazing. And then if there was other people in that environment that kind of had the same viewpoint as me, maybe on, like, morals and the way they want to live and just all this stuff, like, instead of, you know, a full-on separation, you know, we could really hear everybody and understand everybody and what each person needs because we're all so unique and you know even though we're so unique we might actually find groups of people that have the same um, beliefs and values and what they need and then maybe from that then we could actually you know create a system where everybody on the whole entire planet has exactly what they need for their necessities and then through that maybe that would also then have a chain reaction to the way we treat animals and the way that we take care of the earth and like I just learned about microplastic like that's scary like I didn't know that there's like microplastic in everything even animals and humans and it's literally becoming our body and a part of us and like you know like there's so many problems like there's so many so many problems and you know, I've been learning quite a bit lately about, like, all the stuff that I didn't know about, because, like, I never really could get into, like, trends and stuff, I just, it's always just never been my thing, like, completely, like, I completely try to, like, exclude myself, I've even held myself back from doing things I love, because it became a trend or whatever, and I just didn't want to be part of it, but, um, yeah, there's there's a lot of things on this topic, and I'm hoping to do a part two tomorrow, and then in the evening, by the evening time on Saturday, um, I will be uploading this, because I, I want to give a, like, I upload Wednesdays and Saturdays, but sorry for the hiccups, they're coming, um, ooh, okay, I think I'm good, but I want to do it at the end of the day only because I want to see if uh, I hear anything back off of the Facebook thing and also there's like a BC Wildlife Services um, will be open tomorrow at 9 and in the morning and I also want to go walk over to the tree as well and um, if they're not there then you know I'm going to pray for them, and I'm going to send them my love, and part of me will be happy that hopefully they found a new safer spot, but if they're still up there by tomorrow, I want to um, get a hold of an organization that's not going to harm them or do more detriment, but actually maybe help them, because um, I'm not sure if they're going to be keeping that tree or if they're wanting to take that one down as well, and you know, I just, I mean, who knows, maybe they're going to be finishing tomorrow, and I just, like, I want to make sure they're okay, and, you know, like, I'm really hoping that my friend who passed away, you know, in her heart, you know, in her spirit, I, I've asked that, you know, she, like, take care of them and guide them to a new home. I truly believe that, you know, when people pass over, that they can, you know, that they're still here, and they still can connect with us, um, again, maybe it's not through English, but it's through emotions, and through feelings, and, 
you know, like, especially like I said, when I first realized they were up there, you know, she was the first person I thought of, and, you know, I really admired her for her courageousness to, you know, push past the fact that, like, oh, they could have rabies, or they could be dirty, and all that stuff, and she just loved them so purely, um, that she just didn't care, you know, her love was so great, and I, um, I really admire that, and it inspired me, and, um, I just, like, I really pray that, you know, because I have a feeling like she would, you know, she would, and I, I fully believe, you know, I went down to the river near her memorial, and, you know, I spent some time with her, I didn't stand directly at the memorial, because there was someone down there, but right there, so, yeah, I just, if, um, I'm not sure if, like, I'm going to be doing, um, a verbal update, and then adding it to this one, or if I will be updating on my Instagram, um, but yeah, just in case I decide not to do a verbal update, because um, I, I have been pretty tired, and like I said, my sleeping's been off, and I've got some stress, and, but I, I'm doing well, I'm doing well, it's just, stuff like this really, really makes my heart hurt, and with everything else going on in the world too, like my heart's just growing bigger and wanting to protect more and more and it's just, it's difficult, you know, because you can't protect everything and everyone and especially those you love and you can do the best you can and then you have to have faith in something larger than yourself to be able to take care of those, you know, beautiful aspects of life that maybe you may not be able to have any control over, you know, like, I don't know, like, what could happen to them, and, you know, like I said, like, I'm just really hoping that they take the opportunity, um, if I wasn't so, like, afraid of the dark, like, lately, because I haven't liked to leave once it's dark out, um, you know, I would go out there in the middle of the night with some food and, like, get them down the tree and, like, you know, <laughs> do like I do with my crows and, like, go from there to the park and just, like, create this little, like, trail of food and walk with them and stuff. Who knows? Maybe I'll do it, but, um, I, I think that it's better if I keep myself safe and I stay inside and do it tomorrow, because, yeah, yeah, I've been, I've been working a lot on, um, my anxiety and stuff, and, uh, yeah, I've been feeling a lot better on that, getting more in a balanced state, but, um, yeah, I love you guys so much, thank you so much for listening to me, taking your time out of your day to, uh, be here with me, and, you know, I hope that me sharing this with you inspires you, or makes you feel less alone for caring about animals, and, you know, don't get me wrong, I'm not perfect, I, I try my best to, 
um, really take, you know, the earth and everything into consideration, um, you know, and I'm, I'm only human, and, you know, I make mistakes, and, you know, I'm not always that eco-friendly, but I just want you to know that if you're doing the best you can, you know, that's, that's important, you know, it's, it's always one foot in front of the other, you know, it's, it's, I just, I feel like there's such high standards and things, like, requirements, kind of like, you know, when you have, like, a brand new baby, and it's like, there's a certain step of, like, oh, at this month, they have to be doing this, or whatever, and, you know, like, that in itself has been, like, that requirement thing, and the shame of not meeting up to the requirements of whatever's set as a requirement, or if it's not at this, oh no, or whatever, you know, or you're not at this point in life, oh no, you know, that is a really big thing I had to work through, you know, I had to learn to take my time, and really go at the pace I needed to go for my own self to remain balanced, um, and sometimes it is a longer road, and sometimes you make mistakes, and Sometimes things happen, sometimes you lose passion, sometimes you just kind of feel like there's really no way out, or you're not sure which way to go, but as long as you have, you know, an idea of who you are, you know, like a big thing for me is my morals, you know, I guess I kind of like that word, but at the same time, like, I just, like, I kind of feel like it's been such a big trigger for me in a sense, um, like, for me, it's, like, how, how do my actions make me feel, you know, um, like, even going into my childhood and stuff, I know I said that I was ending it, and I apologize, I, uh, it's been a while since I've recorded an episode, it feels like, and it's just kind of coming out, it's just kind of flowing, so, um, But yeah, it's like, you know, especially as I've learned more about, like, this other side of the world, like, TikTok and all that stuff that, like, I never really got into, and I'm learning about, like, the darker side and, like, the way it affects people and their emotions and all the influence and stuff over other people and just all this stuff that, like, I've, I just, like, I've kind of stayed away from all that to the best of my ability because, like, I just, it doesn't sit right with me. Like, it just makes me kind of really uncomfortable, and I just, like, I feel like I'm in a competition, or, you know, it just, like, it then also, like, really triggers, you know, my own triggers regarding, like, how I was treated growing up, and everything like that, and so, like, I just kind of stayed away from it, and did my own healing, did my own work, tried to focus the most on my life as I best could, and so it's kind of like cool now to like be looking at it from a different place from a more healed place so when I look at it I can actually understand you know parts of my own life and you know because like I just I find it's like the same patterns like the same power plays like in so many different variations and so many different aspects like um you know like we have like the government versus the people but then it like it's been in our it's been in our society for so many generations and decades that 
you know, it's not just the government versus the people. It's, like, it's it's even within, like, tenancies with landlords and just any anything, like, families or anytime there's someone in power. Not saying, you know, power is bad. I just, you know, there's that saying, with power comes great responsibility and... You know, there's just a lot of people in power positions that are using it for their own gain. And they don't really seem to care the effect that it has on others. Like, with my podcast and stuff, like, you know, like, the only... Well, not the only, but one of the main reasons I only speak about my life is, you know, I try not to go into other topics because... um you know, like, I, I know what I've gone through, you know, I, I've gone to bed, and I've woken up in this body every day since I came out of my mother's womb, and into this world, and I've gone through experiences that have just been a wide variety of things. I've talked about it in other episodes, um, that I'll be um, re-uploading, uh, throughout this year, I've got the whole year planned out, so all of my old episodes will be timed out for Wednesdays and Saturdays, roughly till the end of the year, I just, I'm having a hard time, um, not recording new ones, so it'll be kind of when I'm not recording new ones, it'll put old ones in, but, you know, going through all these experiences, I've, I've learned so much, like, a lot of it, I, uh, I experienced it alone, you know, maybe I had other people around me, but they weren't the people that I needed, and they couldn't support me, especially in the ways that I needed, and, and most of them, sadly, did more damage and created more trauma, and enforced all these expectations and all these rules on me, um, to fit their narrative, and so I myself have dealt with my own patriarchy, fuck the patriarchy, whatever, you know, in my own life, like, I've, I've had to not only remove myself from these people in my life, but then I had to come to terms emotionally with it, you know, I had to really look at it, and I had to really feel the pain of what they did to me, and I have to really embrace everything like that and really understand the way it's impacted my life, the way it impacted the way I view the world, how, um, like, for example, um, I used to think that I was just, like, so when I first moved to the town I'm in, I was very bubbly, optimistic, very naive, and you know, the town I lived in, um, literally ate me up and spat me out, someone even told me that when they first met me, when I first came here, and you know what, it happened, I was literally surrounded, like, in a town full of hatred, and, you know, a place where a lot of people are unhappy, and I was very happy, you know, my life wasn't perfect, but I had this, like, pure optimism that I just had faith, you know, I just, I knew it was going to be okay, and I knew that no matter what happened, I was going to be okay, like, I've had crazy life experiences that have taught me, 
you know, that no matter what happens, I'm going to be okay, and, you know, I'm here for a reason, it's been quite a few times, literally in my life, where I should have died, and magically, somehow, I didn't, like, crazy, crazy experiences that just blow my mind, you know, that have just given me that faith that there's something I'm supposed to do here, you know, there's a reason, and, um, I just, I want to inspire others, you know, I've always, I always had this feeling ever since I was a little girl that I was supposed to make a difference, you know, and, like, I keep having, especially lately with everything going on in the world, I keep having these flashbacks to playing with Barbies, and I'm, like, really, really young. I'm not even sure how old. It was when my mom was still alive, so before I was nine. And I was playing with my sister. Actually, it was in the house that she passed away in. And I was upstairs. Or maybe maybe it was before that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly what house it was in. Sorry about that. But Or how old I was. But it was before I was nine. And I remember playing with the Barbies. And, you know, like making them walk around and interact. And it was weird. Because at that young age, I had, like, this movie almost come into my mind of like I was the Barbie and there was someone above me you know and you know what I mean like it was such a you know I don't think I fully understood it as a kid what I was actually understanding um you know but looking back like it's just like you know the puppet on the strings kind of thing and you know literally as I was playing with Barbies like I I think that's you know, a big part of understanding the world from what I have, and I think that's also, um, why I also had such a deep understanding of people around me as well growing up, I mean, I know it can be from trauma and everything, um, but it was, it was something that was in my mind, and, like, from a very, very young age, like, it's, it's amazing to look back and think just, like, that I saw that, like, at a young age, literally just playing with Barbies, you know, and, um, I've always had, like, these dreams, and, like, of, like, whether it's, like, dreams while I'm sleeping, or I'll just get, like, this really strong, intense feeling, you know, that I'm supposed to, like, speak out, you know, like, and when I watched Queen, the movie, Bohemian Raspity, I'm not sure if I said that correctly, but, um, I had this dream, afterwards and it was kind of like me on like an old box set tv and um just like the feeling of like that like so when it came to queen and stuff like it's just the impact that I felt that they had especially near the end of Freddie Mercury's life like um he really like his personal struggles like brought attention to what was going on in the world and you know, people could connect with it, and, uh, so, like, I guess that's kind of, like, you know, that's how I kind of feel with my story, you know, like, it's not the same thing, of course, but, um, you know, I always knew, like, after my mom passed away, um, when me and my sister were bouncing around in different foster homes, I'm not sure exactly which foster home it was, I think I actually lost that notebook when I was moving around, but 
I had this uh, Mickey Mouse notebook. Like, it was a line notebook, and my letters were, like, super big, you know, like, and took up two lines. <laughs> and, um, I just, I remember, like, remembering, like, reminding myself, okay, I was born here. You know, my mom had, like, couldn't, whatever. And then this lady, and then, uh, she died. And then, you know, just, like, what I'd gone through, and then, like, I started, like, writing what happened at each foster home and I started like I was nine years old (laughs) um but I just I kept writing and writing um you know to tell my story because even at a very very young age of nine years old I knew that there was just something about my story that I I needed to remember you know I needed to remember where I came from and I needed and I needed to I think I just, like, I don't even know, like, it's so strange, it's like, I didn't understand that in those moments, what I was doing was literally going to be the building blocks and the foundation for what I'm doing now, you know, and especially as I've gone through more um, experiences and such a wide variety of trauma and how throughout my life, like, one of my problems is I've been really good at connecting with people and their trauma because by going through so many different types of trauma you know a lot of people that I've met have gone through also they also have gone through you know their own trauma and by going through such a wide variety I was able to connect with so many different types of people who had gone through different types of trauma and I was able to relate and I was able to connect and um, and so I've always kind of looked at that and yeah. <sighs> noticed the importance of, you know, that I could connect with people. I got a little lost in it, but at the same time, um, the more I became aware of my own trauma and the more I started connecting with people with similar trauma, um, that was also the time that I was starting to work through it and I was starting to just look up different things whether it was like a diagnosis I have or you know uh, something happening to me and just like I started googling it and I started looking into things and I started finding other people that had gone through similar trauma and it's very difficult when you have such a wide variety of trauma because they can all like interconnect and so I was struggling um for a long time to like find someone like especially on YouTube and stuff like because like for me like watching YouTube videos uh, especially people that have gone through similar stuff um I need the visual stimulation of a YouTube video for me it's very hard for me to listen to a podcast ironically even though I have one um but you know, I started watching, and I, I would just be sitting by myself, and I'd be hearing them talk about what they went through, and then, you know, I I would connect to that, and I would find people I really connect with, and then on top of that, you know, they'd also be talking about what helped them, and so it would kind of, like, spark ideas in from in me, However, like, kind of looking back now, it wasn't so much actually what they told me to do, 
um, that helped them, that actually helped me, it was a fact that I didn't feel alone. Because, you know, going back to my trauma, a lot of the situations I went through, I was alone. I didn't have someone who understood what it was like to go through that, you know, at that time. And it can make you feel even more alone. And then, you know, everything just keeps piling on. But to have someone similar, you know, who's gone through something similar and to hear their story and especially just being at home by myself and watching these videos, you know, I'm able to snuggle up. I'm able to cry freely. I'm able to, you know, close my blinds. So, you know, it's just me and them in a sense and I'm able just to let it out. And, you know, I just, I used to be so stubborn, you know, I had years and years of, uh, in the adoption, you know, from 10 turning 11 to 18, you know, I was constantly taken to the mental health area of life, I was put on a bunch of meds, got diagnosed with a bunch of stuff, but, you know, I mean, it just like it, re- it put a really bad taste in my mouth with it when it came to mental health um and so that's why I can't do traditional counseling now and mind you I've had crazy 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 experiences with counselors and doctors and just like I always get the shittiest of the shit for some reason like all the people people hear my stories and they're like whoa that happened to you like I'm so sorry that's not how they're supposed to be acting so you know, it really, like, right now, like, marriage workers are, like, trying to, um, encourage me to go to for counseling, um, you know, and don't get me wrong, I'm open to try it, but I just, counseling in a normal sense just doesn't work for me, um, however, um, learning about things and being inspired, and not only that, um, I've gotten really, like, I'm open to counseling for, like, the more physical aspects of my trauma, you know, and, like, connecting my body, like, and really understanding, like, how to physically let stuff go, because that's one I've always gotten stuck with, um, especially, like, being in such a poverty cycle, too, like, it's, like, and just the area, and just all that kind of stuff, you know, it's, like, that's another subject for another day, but, um, yeah, I, I guess what I was trying to say is, you know, I found I had to find my own unique route to healing because I was stubborn, um, not only with other people giving me advice on what to do, but also on, with myself. So when I first started trying to quote unquote work on myself, um, I would be like, I would like have these full on fights with myself, like of uh, being stubborn of like. I need to get this done, but then I was like, eh, nah, you know, like, I don't really want to do that right now, kind of thing, and, you know, it's just, like, all this little stuff, like, even when it comes to cleaning, like, you know, I deal with a lot of, like, physical exhaustion, like, I have fibromyalgia and all this stuff, and just a bunch of other health stuff, like, on top of everything else, I just, yeah, but, um, so it can really wear me out, and, uh, so, when I need to get something done, the best way for me to do it is to inspire myself. That's why I have, I like the saying, inspiration brings motivation. I'm not sure if that's, like, I created that because, like, I haven't really Googled it. So, I just, I really like 
inspiration brings motivation because it's been so true for my life um yeah that's how I got through all of my stubbornness was literally being inspired by others and I think um a really good start for that was being able to connect and relate to people especially you know on social media through watching YouTube videos and um it just it really inspired me you know to keep going and I mean you can overwhelm yourself at the same time especially you know for me like I've it's difficult um if you get too overwhelmed at once because it it takes time to you know you to like inspiration is just the is just the beginning you know It, it brings the motivation and then you know it takes time you know you can't take a uh what is it a chisel and a hammer and you know break into a flower you know that would just destroy it you know you just slowly wait for it to unfold, you know, you nurture it, you give it water, and, you know, things aren't always on the timeline that we want, and, you know, it's not always going to happen when we want it, sadly, um, but sometimes it's honestly worth the wait, and it's worth being patient with yourself, and that's what I want with my podcast, you know, I want to, I want to, I want to talk about what I've gone through, what I go through, like, you know, this whole episode literally started because of those baby raccoons, and, you know, just, like, how much it's hurting my heart, and, you know, the struggle of not knowing officially what to do, and then also struggling with, you know, if tomorrow they're still there, you know, I also have to make the decision to be careful of who I call because, you know, some organizations don't care. They would just execute the animal as opposed to finding an organization that would actually do the right thing, you know. And so, like, you constantly have to, like, weigh these decisions. And then at the same time, you have all those emotions about the frustration that, like, we have these services, but they're actually not doing the right thing even though they're they are promoting they are right and it just it really frustrates me and it's it's really complex and I I'm not sure about other people but you know I call myself a kaleidoscope because there's just so many things and intertwined and everything like it's it's not just black and white like there's there's so many layers to everything and making a decision I mean like I said I used to spend like half an hour in the chip pile because I couldn't figure out what I wanted you know there's many options and each each one makes my body feel a certain way you know and then there's like what flavor do I want but just like that's just a bare minimum example but um it's just like the cause and effect and just like so much so much like it's there's plenty and plenty of layers in everything, and, um, yeah, I just, like, I I really just, I want to put out content, or whatever you want to call it, I think that's the official word, but, you know, I want to put these episodes out there, you know, so that 
You know, and the cool thing is, hopefully the internet is forever. Unless if in World War Three, completely we lose it forever, which would fucking suck. Um, yeah, I think I might have to write it out or something. Like, at least get it out there just in case. Because I... I don't look at what I went through as a gift. I've learned that that is very, very toxic to think of it like that. Because... For me, it really took away the actual blame and ownership for the people that made those choices and their decisions. And don't get me wrong, I've learned to accept what happened, but I'm not going to glorify what's happened. And so for me, I I don't look at it as a gift for myself, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm grateful for the person I've become and that these experiences gave me knowledge and wisdom that I can share with others to help them. You know, that and it, that is a gift to me. You know, the wisdom I learned from it. But the experiences themselves, I don't, I don't think they should ever happen to me, to anybody. And I just, I really hope that me sharing my story and my experiences and my thought processes and I'm also planning on I have two videos on my YouTube channel Lyra and Lily 23 no space and it's two music ones of music and I'm also planning on doing something with my podcast so I'm pretty excited with that because I'm not going to get into too many details but It'll basically be uh, more information um, on these episodes I post. So a more in-depth look, I guess you could say. Um, And so I just, like, I want to have, like, the first, you know, information of my podcast. And then I want to be able to go back and really kind of, like, sit down with you guys and, like, kind of help you understand my thinking process of, you know why was it that time and you know just kind of help you understand maybe the more uh cognitive thing behind it like the more structure and just all that kind of stuff so I'm really excited for that that might take a while though um like I said because I do have a lot of pre-recorded episodes I'm gonna be putting up um just because this is a little bit more stressful time in my life right now um, I'm just trying to take it slow, uh, slowly when it comes to, um, putting up a bunch of stuff, uh, and really starting, like, because when I do that YouTube aspect of it, I want to, you know, make sure I have, um, you know, at least a few ahead of time so that, you know, I have a chunk of them before I, um, start putting them up so that, you know, you guys don't have to worry about, um, misscheduling or not, me not uploading, because, you know what, life has hiccups, life can be a pain in the ass, and life can be very, very stressful, so, you know, especially because for me, it, it really impacts, like, my physical health so much, um, and sometimes I literally have to go into, like, hibernation mode to, um, to be able to get through things in life, and I am hoping that one day 
um, I'll have the financial stability to actually be fully able to um, not worry as much about finances as I have to, because that's a big thing, you know, with rent prices and everything like that, like the budget doesn't line up to the expenses, and now with inflation and everything, um, my budget is getting smaller and smaller, and uh, yeah, that's a very, very difficult thing for me, because I already barely could survive off my budget so you know there's a lot of stress of course that comes up with that and then there's other stuff going on in my life and you know there's going to be a few things that um when it comes to like my finances or just like that kind of struggles or you know all that kind of stuff like I am planning on going into like sexuality and the cause and effect of, like, my sexual trauma, like, how that impacted me, um, I'm planning on making those ones that have to do with, like, my sexual trauma and stuff, like, and how it impacted me, and how I've had to work on that, and all that kind of stuff, I'm planning on, um, putting that one under my subscription, it's not because, like, I don't want people to, like, be able to benefit from the knowledge and the wisdom I've learned in that area but it will be more of like a kind of a sensitive topic and I just don't really want it blasted out there to the world um you know maybe one day like I will maybe make like a another YouTube channel or something like I'm not sure they have Patreon I'm not sure in the future kind of thing but I do have a lot of plans um that I will be setting up, and I want to start branching out on the different topics I talk about, um, but I, but I kind of have to wait, and I kind of want to go slow, so one thing I can guarantee for literally the rest of this year, um, I will be uploading on Wednesdays and Saturdays, now, if I had, like, a really, really tough day that day, or I had, like, something big go on, so, like, next week next Wednesday I have a really important phone call um that I'm not really 100% like sure how that phone call is going to really go emotionally afterwards and how it's going to affect me however um that would be a day that I would just re-upload um one of the old ones because that's that's a simple thing for me to do you know I can just upload it off my computer and then publish it so you guys will still have content however if it's like a really tough day um like I find on the tougher days like I have a problem sleeping so it might even get done by like 12 midnight but it would be definitely in by you know Thursday the next day um you know like early morning kind of I'm hoping that everything is gonna be fine and that I'm gonna you know, be okay, I might even do it in the morning before the phone call, so I just wanted to let you guys know that I love you, and, you know, like, another thing is I'm really excited to have a schedule, and I just kind of wanted to, you know, let you in on what's going on in my life, and, you know, these baby raccoons, and, you know, I I ask that, you know, you you send prayers for these raccoons even if tomorrow I don't see them and stuff like that like they're still alive and I just I really want to 
you know, set out good intentions that they're going to find a nice, safe place. Because, like I said, they were two babies. So if you could, you know, send them some love, however, you know, you send love in this world, whether it's just in your mind or in your heart or saying it out loud or expressing it or just keeping it inwards, I just, I ask for even just a, just a tiny moment, even just a second of love just for them and, you know, any other animals or just all the animals, all the people in the world, whatever you want, like, I'm just... I just, I've really got a big heart, and, like, I was, oh, man, I'm having a really hard time ending this episode, but, uh, I was basically walking home right before I saw the raccoons again, um, there was this older lady walking in front of me, and she was walking to her car, and I just, we were going down the alley, and I was just thinking to myself, like, I always try to, like, not make women uncomfortable, because I understand what it's like to be uncomfortable, so, like, I'll switch sides, and I just kept thinking to myself, like, nobody's gonna fuck with you, lady, like, I got you, <laughs> kind of thing, and it's just that, you know, mama bear instincts of wanting to protect, and, yeah, it's just difficult, but I love you guys. Thank you for listening to me ramble for just over an hour. I love you guys so much, and I hope you have a great evening, and I look forward to updating you. Bye. Hey guys, welcome back. Um, this is part two. Um, so I had a really great day. I, uh, I woke up and I was still pretty tired, but, um, I woke up to a few more responses on my post regarding the baby raccoons. And, um, basically, so I just threw out on an, I just threw an outfit on and, I checked the tree. They're not in the tree, so I can happily say that they most likely have moved to a safer home. Um, and I basically was still pretty tired, like, it's a few hours later and I still got, like, sleep in my eyes and stuff, because I just, I really wanted to check on them, you know, uh, and so I went, and I was like, okay, like, I'm going to, like, go grab a hot chocolate from Tim Hortons close by, and as I was walking to Tim Hortons, they were having a big, uh, marching parade down the street, and so I hooted, and I hollered, and I was like, woohoo, and stuff like that, um, I was so exhausted still at that point, and so I didn't join, um, but I went and I grabbed a hot chocolate, and, um, I walked to the park, and I sat down, and I was drinking and stuff, and the march came back, and I was sitting there, and I was still listening to music, and I was, you know, still pretty tired and stuff, and I was hooting and hollering when they came in, and it was pretty awesome, and they had a speech going on and stuff, and I was about to leave to Walmart, but I was, um, I was just really curious, so I went and I stood, and I was with the crowd, and they were doing their presentation and stuff, and it was so amazing, and I learned a lot, and I met this really interesting uh, older gentleman, we were talking and stuff, it was pretty nice actually, Um, I learned a lot more from him, and he helped introduce me to uh, one of the main speakers, um, for the event, and I got their business card, and I'm planning on, um, attending some of their get-togethers and stuff like that, and getting involved, and that was really great, honestly. I didn't, 
I didn't even know that they were having that, and just to have the opportunity to do that has been really amazing. Um, I definitely am ready to get more involved. Um, and yeah, I'm just really excited. Uh, this is kind of going to just be a short little part two, I think, because um, I just got home and like my legs are cold and stuff. Uh, I just washed my feet because I was wearing flip-flops and it was kind of muddy out and stuff. But, yeah, this is just the end of part two, but there's, you know, more episodes to come. Thank you again for, you know, taking your time to listen to this podcast and share your time with me. It means a lot, and I truly do wish you the best, and I wish you hope, and I wish you freedom, and I'm so grateful, again, for all of your support, and I look forward to creating new episodes. Okay, I love you guys. Bye.